Hanukkah, oh Hanukkah, come light the menorah. Can you finish that? Let's have a party. We'll all dance a horror. Gather around the table, we'll give you a treat. Dreidels to play with and latkes to eat. And while we are playing, the candles are burning low. One for each night, they share a sweet night to remind us of days long ago. Right? I don't know. I think so. Well. I would know. I am four teeth absent. <laughs> and we're back <laughs> with full court miracles. <laughs> What did you just say? I'm four teeth absent because I had my wisdom tooth surgery. I'm a new person. I have four less teeth in my mouth. If only it were that easy for her to be a new person. Um. <laughs> yeah. Literally nothing changed. In fact, all of my wisdom is gone now. Whatever what was little being, she What little wisdom was being stored in those gums is gone for good. Fuck. I have been changed for good. <laughs> um, I have story today. Good. What's the story? <laughs> Morning glory. What's the tale? Nightingale. Did you hear about you? <laughs> what is up with the musical? Ha ha. It's <laughs> <laughs> just the background singers. Hey yo. <laughs> All right. If you can't tell, it's a little bit late, so a little bit loopy. Um. My story is, I was in a play <laughs> my junior year of high school. Wait, I was in... <laughs> yeah? What? I was in Anne Frank. Oh, that's right. It's yeah. not the happiest play. It was a cool play, though. It was. We did it in the round, which means for those <laughs> non-theater people, it means that uh, the seats are actually on the stage, like surrounding the actors. So, like, there are very few entrances and exits. <clears throat> and in order to get off of the stage, to, like, change into your You have to jump to your outfits. death. No. <laughs> you have to use the you trap to... door. It's very dangerous. <laughs> you have to leap over the audience. <laughs> no. You, they were, like, there were, like, little tiny halls that you could walk through. But it was really awkward because, like, I would have to pretend to be Edith Frank. I was the mom, of course. But I'd have to pretend to be her falling asleep, and I would have to close my eyes. <laughs> I close after my like eyes. after like knowing that there were people just staring at me asleep. <laughs> it was a very odd experience. But and you'd have to lay there a while, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, because like the whole scene would be happening. I would exit stage. I, there was one scene where I exited stage, got changed into like a gown, came back on, laid down, and then I had to wait for my husband Otto Frank. To come to bed before the lights went off, before I could leave again. And so I'm just laying there. I'm getting ready for bed. And then I sit on the bed and then I lay down. And keep in mind, stage beds are not comfortable. They're all made out of wood. There's no mattress. There's The thing that's protecting you from splinters is a blanket. Like, it's not fun. <laughs> so I'm laying there and I have my eyes closed. And I'm like, just don't move your eyes that much. Because, you know, like, you know, you're going to break. How would they break know? The they're gonna, they're gonna know, know. <laughs> yeah. so but because i did that play i know a lot of um like jewish prayers so anytime there's a movie where it's centered around hanukkah or, yes. or um, just a, a jewish family or yeah or if jewish it's just like a jewish family a yeah. yeah um it's always fun to me to be like specifically hanukkah because they celebrate hanukkah in the play but it's really fun to me to like 
do the prayer with them because I'm like, oh, I know this one. <laughs> yeah. And there, there's like another um, Jewish like song that they sing around that time. Mm-hmm. So like whenever I hear that kind of stuff, I get very excited because I'm like, oh my gosh, I know it. I know it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the reason I bring this up is because the movie we watched is... Full Court Miracle. Wait, yes. your story reminded me of a time that... This is not your time. I know, but it reminded me of of being in musicals and every musical I was in, something fucking dangerous was happening. I swear to God, I was constantly in danger of losing my life every time I did a musical in high school. That was me with um, 24-hour theater play. I always walked away with some, like, bruise or, like, injury. Well, because year one, I had to pretend I was sick, which coughing so much made my throat sore, and then I actually got sick. <laughs> the second year... That oh, was my senior I had a, year. I had a sore throat because I had to do... I was a witch who had a weird laugh. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I right. did a, a weird laugh. The third year was my junior year. I walked away with blue hands um, because they put paint on my hands in the play. And then the th- the, my, the fourth year, I walked away with, a, like, my foot, like, the arch of my foot hurt because I was Cinderella, so I was walking around the whole time with one sh- one high heel shoe on, and the other one was completely barefoot. So, like, <laughs> because of standing weirdly on that foot, yeah my like the arch of my foot hurt so bad for like yeah. the next two days mine was i did the musical my freshman year into the woods and they built this big platform very high up off the stage that you'd have to very walk very carefully up because it's supposed to resemble like a hill like in the woods so i would be up there at the end of act one and snow white my character would like eat the apple that was given to me by my evil stepmother and then i'm supposed to pass out on on that platform and it was not a big platform and i was like how do i fall on here without falling to my death or cracking my neck so i'd have to like very somehow gracefully fall on this platform and then people were dancing to like the ever after ever after and i was like having a panic attack because i was dead the whole time did you have an apple that you had to make sure didn't roll yeah that was the other thing is i had Uh to make sure it was like in front of my hand but not roll off the platform otherwise it would hit someone in the head underneath yeah. And then there are people on the like bottom half of the platform that are dancing. So the whole thing was shaking while I'm laying there pretending to be, you know, passed out. Mm-hmm. Well, we both had Apple things because then your senior year, my sophomore year, we did Music Man and there was the turntable, yeah, which was which a pain was in the half. also very dangerous. But and I had to walk on with a <laughs> basket of apples. And during one of our dress rehearsals, the basket fell and apples went everywhere because the turntable is literally turning so the apples are not only rolling, but they're also turning with the table. It was absolutely just terrible. That Okay, so, yeah, so there's a turntable senior year, and then my sophomore year did West Side Story, and I was singing somewhere, and they, mm-hmm. again, had me on a fucking platform that was so high up, and this it was on a set that swung in. So they had me get up on this thing on, like, a very rickety balcony, and then they just push the entire set and swing it out to the set the front of the stage and mm-hmm. i'd have to like hold on for dear life and then sing my heart out and sing somewhere and i was like we what did. the fuck is this for melissa's junior year she didn't do the musical but yeah. i was i was crew for it i was my freshman year we did curtains <laughs> and in that we had to <clears throat> there was like a, a one of those balcony probably type yeah. thing where we had to roll patrick in mm-hmm. and he wore a harness and he had to fly off of it. Like, he got <laughs> pushed so off dangerous. of it and got, like, had to fly off of it. And then we had to, in the dark, unmark it and roll it back in. Yeah. And make sure that no one was in the way and getting hurt. And it was probably the most stressful 
night nights of my life. I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, we're gonna kill Patrick and we're gonna kill everybody <laughs> because that's kind of how they, they make you feel that way. So that yeah. way you're like extra vigilant. And yeah, like, I make guess sure it's you're good. Not killing anyone. But like if Arnold weren't there, I would not have stayed. I would have been like, Pam, uh, I gotta go. <laughs> there was <laughs> another. Then then there was the fall play I did my senior. It was the only time I did a fall play. Matchmaker. Match yeah, it was the matchmaker. Match. And I was playing. A, First, I play an old woman for the first half. So I'm like hunched over on my back. And I'm pretty sure that's what's given me back problems for the rest of my life. <laughs> it was so painful. You gave me back problems. Because <laughs> I pushed you down the stairs. It was either that or the sledding incident. So, Well, that's not We're telling fault. too many stories. They're going to know everything about us. We got to get start talking about this movie. Boss. But I we wanted- nine minutes in. <laughs> you, you reminded me of when you pushed the, through the apples down or whatever. That happened in Matchmaker with, I was once again on a platform way up high on the Didn't stage. did a suitcase fall yes. off the back? No, it fell off the front. Um, so there were people who were like supposed to be on the th- I first I just remember floor. hearing a loud. Yeah, they're on the first floor and I was on the second floor with someone else. Mm-hmm. And I'm like helping her pack up her suitcase. And then the suitcase fell off of the thing. Yeah. So it completely shattered the fourth wall. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like. How did that get to the first floor from the second floor? And yeah. then I like walked down there as an old lady and like had to pick it back up and take it off stage. But I was like, it was so loud. Yeah, I and that was during an actual show, wasn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, it was during an because actual I show. Because I was I was house manager for that show. And so I was there for every thing. Not that I wouldn't be there to support you, regardless. Right, but, uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> well, should I do the synopsis? Yeah, I mean, we're ten minutes in now, so I Oh, sorry, I meant my one-sentence pitch. Yeah, good God, get it together. Here we go. Ready? A former college star is convinced to coach a winless basketball team. Oh, that's right. This was a very sweet movie. I did cry. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I don't remember if I... I don't think I did cry, but it's good good for you. It was also that time of the month, so that might have had something to do with it. I mean, yeah, that could. Or, I mean, you cry at a lot of things, so that wouldn't make... It doesn't matter. We watched Cruel Intentions. You cried your eyes out. Wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I sobbed. I wasn't expecting that either. We're watching it and we get to the end and <laughs> and you were crying. I was like, whoa. I was like, this is not the reaction I thought you'd I have. But that's all most, right. I don't think that's the reaction most people have because I Googled. I later, <laughs> I right after Googled, do, is it normal to cry after watching Cruel Intentions? And people were like, oh, in <laughs> this scene where he's crying. Right. There and were no like, results. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't help me. All right. So this movie, I don't even know where to begin with this. So it's starring Alex D. Lins. And this is the thing. Alex D. Lins was the kid of the, I'd say, what, late 90s, early 2000s, right? It was him. What? It was him and that one kid. What one kid? The kid who knows how to cry. Mm, I still think that he would have been earlier 90s. He was like early 90s, not late 90s, though. That was Alex D. Lins. Okay. Because you're talking about the kid in Heart and Souls and Santa Claus? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was more of like an early 90s because that was like 92, 93. Is that really how old those are? Yeah. The Santa Claus movie? At least the first one is 93, I'm pretty sure. Jeez. If I'm wrong, please let me know. So, Alex D. Lins, and apparently he can only play characters named Alex because... His character, You've only seen two movies of his. Am I wrong? No. We watched that. Well, I guess his name was. Was his name Alex in that one with the monkey that we watched? The one with the. Oh, the Genie Project or Jenny Project? I don't know. I'll have to look. Hang on. Okay. I don't think his name was Alex in that. But in Home Alone 3, his name is also Alex. Right. So two out of three. 
So I guess he just likes playing characters with his name. But um, so he's a kid. Um, they attend a Jewish school. And also I looked this up. This since it is a sports movie, of course, it's based on a true story. Naturally. <laughs> it says it's based on the University of Virginia Cavaliers basketball star Lamont Carr. Oh, dude, the last thing he was in was in 2007. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I knew he didn't really act anymore. Well, that's right. And then, then the, one of the kids that he's friends with that's on the basketball team in this school is, I don't know the actor's name. Maybe you can look it up, too. But he plays young Matt Flamhalf in 13 Going on 30. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I didn't realize that he did the voice of young Tarzan. Yeah. So that's what I'm go, saying. Mel, that's not Tarzan. Or that's not Alex. It's Tarzan. Okay. That's a voiceover, though. <laughs> he also, so far, what I'm seeing is um, that he's not in the Jean- Jenny Project. Oh. His, his, name was, his name was Andrew. Okay. Still an A name. <laughs> okay. But l- listen, he played a Philip, a Jason, a Teddy, a Jesse. A Howie, a Tony, a Jonathan, a Sammy. All right. An Alex, a Franklin, a Tarzan, a Freud, a Bruno. We don't talk about him. A Joey, a Cal, a Dennis, and Arnold. <laughs> like, there, there are way more names than Alex. It's just because <laughs> the majority of the ones you've that seen I've seen. Well, Alex. it just seemed like that, okay? All right. So, um, this starts out, you know, he's in school. Mm-hmm. His name is Alex Schlotsky. They call him Schlotz. Yeah, so technically he's not even playing an Alex. He's playing a Schlotz. <laughs> sure. <laughs> One could argue. And they are freshmen at a Philadelphia Hebrew Academy. Iconic. And he's part of a basketball team that's failing, much like Mighty Ducks. <laughs> it's basically <laughs> just Mighty Ducks, but basketball. But without Emilio Estevez, so already ten times better. <laughs> but without Joshua Jackson, so ten times worse. <laughs> so it really evens itself out. It's true. So, um, and their team is the Lions. That's their name. Mighty, mighty Lions! And, I mean, they have this dream of defeating their school rival, which they're called the Warriors. I am the a warrior! <laughs> and I think we start off with them practicing. And they, no, we start off or with like a get, tournament and they lose. They lose to the Warriors. And the Warriors are kind of taunting them. They're kind of D-bags. They are. Their coach is like the math teacher at the Hebrew Academy. They're so he's the, the not the Warriors. Yeah, girls. sorry, the Lions. The this school, their coach is like a terrible coach. He doesn't know what he's doing. Much so. like me in every situation in life. <laughs> anyway. So then at some point we go to, you know, their classrooms and they have this teacher who um is teaching them about Judah Maccabee, who led the Maccabean Revolt. So they're basically just, they kind of describe him as this, like, what do they describe him as, like, a light? Or it's something like, we need to find our Judah Maccabee. Like, Judah Maccabee is the light in the darkness, basically. Yeah. So he's this figure. And they're Mm -hmm. trying to find Mm -hmm. their own Judah Maccabee for their coach. (laughs) Which is, like, a lot to ask of from a coach, in my personal opinion. (laughs) That'd be like like if you were at, like, a Christian school, like a Catholic school, and you're like, we're looking for our Jesus. Um... (laughs) Like, um, okay. Or, uh, or more, more, we're looking for our Mary. Our Mary. Yeah. yeah. We're looking for the Virgin Mary. Looking for our coach. Apostle Paul. <laughs> we're looking for John the Baptist. <laughs> so Someone like him. <laughs> where they practice is at the local park, 
Um, at the local pub. <laughs> they get a drink at the local pub, huh? And then they, they shoot a couple rounds. I don't know how, how basketball works. They shoot a couple rounds. They have a couple shots and then they shoot a couple balls. They play some pool. Um, they make the baskets. Oh, wait, that's correct. <laughs> they make a home run. They do a nice little a football run. dance. A nice little touchdown. They do an Irish jig. <laughs> okay, so they're at this park, <laughs> and while they're practicing, they're horrible. Schlotz looks over to like the other... Basically, there's another court passed in the same park. There's like two basketball courts. Not a full court. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> You said that was Kronk's, like, right. Goose goose poison. So he sees this guy, and he's amazing. He's playing basketball by himself, <laughs> shooting hoops. Is this the coach? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And he his name is Let's... Lamont Carr. And he does he drives a van though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because his last name is Carr. <laughs> You're so stupid. So Schlotz is looking at this guy, and he's like, this is the guy for our team. He's going to be our coach. And he doesn't know anything about this guy, but, but then he, he goes up, up to him. Out, what? Doesn't he end up finding out that his name, his initials are the same as Judah's? No, no, it's his license plate. Because oh, okay. his name's Lamont Carr, but his... Oh, yeah, yeah his, I'm sorry. His I license forgot. plate says something like J.M. whatever, and they're like, Judah Maccabee. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's him. We found him, man. We found him. So then Schlotz goes over there and he's like trying to get him to play basketball with him. And Lamont's like, get the fuck away from me, kid. What is it? What is it in Vegas? What? It's not Schlotz. Slots? The slot machine? Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Thank you. <laughs> but they find out that Lamont Carr was, you know, a college basketball star. Who drives a van. Well, <laughs> yeah, he does so drive a van. He but... should change his name to Lamont Van. <laughs> no, he shouldn't. So he ended up getting a knee injury, which prevented him from getting into the NBA. Much like Emilio Estevez had that, <laughs> had that injury that he couldn't continue to play can in I, the second can, movie. Can I tell you guys a secret? I'm sure it probably was very evident in our Mighty Ducks watch. Through. I hate why Emilio Estevez. I don't know why. There's just something about him that what? feels off. Like, I feel like if I met him in person, his skin would feel like like actual porcelain. <laughs> I don't, don't ever want to touch that. Like, I feel like it'd be wet. Poor Where are you getting that from? Look at his face the next time. I you have watch looked a at movie. his face and I don't it see how that's what you see. Too soft to be real. <laughs> and no. I think that something's wrong that has caused his skin to look that way. <laughs> I don't have a genuine. I there's just some. It's just like me, my thing with John Stamos. I just. There's something about him that feels off to me. And no one else agrees. But John Stamos and Emilio Estevez, if you're out there listening, I apologize. I just don't trust you. <laughs> I don't know why. Okay. Well, fair enough. <laughs> so Fair enough. Eventually, first he like brushes him off. He's like, no, I'm not going to help your team out. And then doesn't he offer him like a job? Which, wh how does Alex have the authority to do that? I swear, he, like, tries to offer him a job, doesn't he? No, he pays him 
and with his oh, that's like, right. chore money or something. That's right. And he convinces the other kids that we need we need to pay this guy. Yeah, so that's he right. like he's like, Okay, this is how much I'm charging for an hour. Right. And then he coaches them for an hour and then he ends up being like, Okay. He's like, You guys clearly want this, like Right. And then he ends up becoming a coach because I think Alex talks to the principal or Yeah, that's right. He talks to someone about how they need a better coach and how they yeah. found someone, but he needs to like whatever. And I think he ends up volunteering partially. It's like a part-time job, so he's not getting paid a ton. Yeah. Um so and then they end up trying to make him a teacher because you can't be a coach without being a teacher. They find out some weird rule cuz the female teacher that sucks is in this movie. I don't even remember her name. I'm getting way too uh, far ahead. Yeah, keep, you keep, are. Keep talking. He agrees to coach them. And like you said, he realizes that they need a lot of help and that they're actually, you know, there to determine to, you know, try and win. But he's also going to push them. So he's like having them do laps. And eventually, I think Alex comes up to him and says, hey, um, no one's having any fun doing this. And he's like, well, it's not all about having fun. He's like, yeah, but everyone's becoming less motivated, and now they don't want to pay for you to coach them. And in my head, I was like, oh, but what the fuck do you want him to do? He's trying to get you guys in shape. (laughs) That's part of training, you dumbasses. It's like, come on. So then he's like, all right, I guess I'll try and make this more fun. You guys are clearly children. This goes on for a while, and then there's one day where Lamont, he he leaves in his van, right? And the guys... Lamont Van. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Lamont Van leaves. And then one of the kids says, where does Judah Maccabee go off to when we don't see him? So then Alex, like, randomly stalks him and follows him on his bike. (laughs) And he follows him to underneath a bridge. And that's where Lamont is living. He's just living in his van under the bridge. So he doesn't really have, like, a stable home at the moment. (laughs) And then we later find out that he ended up leaving, leaving his wife and son in Virginia... Because he's hoping to be signed on by a professional basketball team. What are you laughing at? In a van. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you're laughing at. (laughs) This is when Alex, I believe this is when Alex reaches out to his dad. Because his dad has this apartment that he's been trying to sell and no one's been buying, right? No. Okay. (laughs) What happens? I don't remember. He finds out he's living in a van. I know. He helps him get the job. At the at the school, oh, that's right. But he's still but living there. But he still there. has to live in his van, and that's because he's right. now working at the school as a teacher, Mrs. Klein is her name. Mrs. Klein, she is trying to get his paperwork figured out, <clears throat> and when he filled out his paperwork, he left out the address because man lives in a van down by the river. So, <laughs> in order to whatever appease her, he gives her like a random address. And, and she then, goes to that address, and there's nothing there. And so then she tells the principal slash English teacher <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. is like, and is like, he doesn't have a, he lied to me. Like, there's something sketchy about him. And then Alex talks to his dad. That's when Alex talks to his dad about. To get him, like, an actual residence that he's, yeah. he's like, you don't even have to live in there. Just make it seem like you're living there. Well, because that. Because she's going to follow you around. The okay. English teacher tells Alex that she's going to follow him after school. Right. And Alex is like, ah, shit, I got to go. And he misses practice. Yeah. And Lamont's like, why did you miss practice? And he goes, just follow me to this address. And then they go in the car. And then the dad's there and he's like, I don't accept handouts. Like Lamont's like, no. Yeah. And the dad's like, well, how about you, re- like, 
How about you do some work where like you're painting this place yeah. to like fix it up while you're living here? And he's yeah. like, yeah, I can do that. He's as like, take it of off payment. my hands and, and paint it as your form of payment. That way until he's like, until I can find an actual buyer, you can live here. Right. Which so, is very sweet. Yeah. They have this whole arrangement and we haven't mentioned. So that's his dad, but he also mm-hmm. his mom, who's the mom in Cadet Kelly. Who didn't she suck in this movie? Yeah, she did. Pretty much the entire movie, she sucks until Until the the very end. Oh, because she wants him to be a doctor. Yeah, she's a doctor, and she wants her son to be a doctor, and she doesn't think being a basketball star is a viable dream. And it's like becoming a doctor isn't necessarily a viable one either. You have to have a specific like. You have to have enough money to go to the school (laughs) for it, first of all, and a mindset to be like, oh, I'm gonna be studious and and I'm gonna be in school for. Eight more years. Like, not everyone is built to be a doctor. No, i That's not. why they get paid so much. That's why I watch Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's real accurate. And then I watch Dr. Mike on YouTube. <laughs> watch Grey's Anatomy. Tear apart Grey's it. Anatomy. And it's fantastic. I love it. <laughs> My favorite pastime. So, this says that Mrs. Klein is the principal. Oh, so Mrs. Klein sucks. Which I didn't realize. So, I why just is thought- she tattling on him to the English teacher? I thought she was like he's, an HR secretary. Because person. he's the one that brought in him to be the coach, basically. Oh, he approved okay. of him being the coach. I honestly don't know how their school board works. I don't either. If she's supposed to be the principal. <laughs> she sucks. She does. Because um, she's constantly like investigating Lamont. And it's like, okay, lady, what we the get fuck it, are you racist. doing? What the fuck are you doing? I will um, say, he's like, isn't he like the only black character in this whole movie? Besides his family later? Oh, no. There's one guy he plays basketball with. Yeah. Mm, I think that's it. Yeah. I think he's the only black character with lines. Yeah. Uh, so we forgot to mention that Alex also has this friend, Julie. And she ends up being the one because the mom has this whole thing where she says, Alex, there's an opportunity where you can shadow a doctor for like a couple months or something. I don't know how long the program is, yeah. but... He's like, I don't want to fucking do that. But then he lies to her and says, okay, I'll go. And instead, his friend Julie, who actually is interested in being a doctor, um, she's like, I'll go in your place and just I'll be the person that does this program instead. So that's what happens while he's training. And eventually the mom finds out and she's pissed. So she also doesn't like Lamont Carr. And it's like, everyone needs to get off Lamont Carr's ass. Yeah, Lamont Van. So Mrs. Klein kind of sort of backs off once she sees that he lives at this apartment. So they're doing all this training and I believe there's one at one point Lamont Carr comes over for dinner, right? Yeah. They all like have a dinner gathering with around Hanukkah. Yeah. And it's with like that English teacher, too. So they're all having dinner and the mom is still being like really rude to Lamont. And the dad is Yeah, the dad is really fine with everything. So we still sense some tension between the two. I think there's a point where Alex's grades are are going down because he's spending too much time with basketball and not enough time on his homework. And Lamont's like, I like the way that Lamont dealt with this because he didn't do it in a way of like, hey, we're shunning you. It was, yeah. hey, all of our teammates, you're not going to play because until you get your grades up. But all of our teammates are also going to encourage you and help you along the way for studying. And so I liked the way that he did that, where it wasn't just, hey, you better get these grades up or you're completely off the team. Mm-hmm. I like that he 
he was like, hey, we're all going to kind of support you and, and help you study for this test and you're going to pass it. And then you'll be able to play again. Because the mom was threatening for the team to basically be disbanded if her son's grades kept going down. Is it disbanded or disband? I don't know. I thought it was disbanded. Don't feel As like a past tense. I feel like there's too many d- D's. Oh, well. Maybe it's disband. <laughs> disband. I mean, that would be present tense. We disband it. <laughs> okay, enough. So. <laughs> I'm looking it up. I'm not letting you get away with this shit again. <laughs> again? Um, yeah. The, the Alex. Always playing characters <laughs> named Alex. That. So then. Um, what the fuck else happens in this? What is the past tense of disband? Er. Okay, that didn't work. I gotta type it. <laughs> the clicking sound. <laughs> so, so then Alex gets his grades back up eventually. He's able to pass his test and everyone's happy. And unfortunately. I hate you. What? You disband. Disbanding. Disbanded. you damn right it's disbanded. So Lamont eventually announces to them, like, almost, I want to say it's a like week a before week their before big game. The big game. It's always a week before. Yeah. And or like two days before. <laughs> he announces, hey, I got, I got an offer and I'm taking it. He's like, that's the whole reason I came out here was to get signed on to by a team. To play pro. Yeah. And I can't blame him. I mean, it's better pay. And he's older. He's and he a has a child and a wife to take care of. So, uh, so he ends up leaving, and now the team doesn't know what to do. And what's his face? Math teacher is the coach again, right? Hello, my name is Joseph Drede, but you can just call me Drede. And I'm Trudy. And you're listening to QVCH and NBC ABC DFJ. Now, today, we're doing buy one, get one. Everything must go. What? We're going out of business? No, we're not going out of business. What? That's what those signs mean when they go up no. and it says 70% off of everything. And then it's like magically 90% off. No, it's, And everyone it's, goes in there and you get like a pair of shoes for two bucks. Take a, take a deep breath just because we both worked at Payless. I don't do deep breaths. Deep, deep breath. I don't do deep breaths. Shallow breath. Take a quick breath. All I'm doing is holding my breath. Take a quick breath. Okay, now calm down. Just a moment. We're doing buy one, get one. There's no percentage off. You said everything must go, but Drew. Everything must go because we're we're going to be starting to create new products. We're cre- we're a manufacturer now? When the hell so did sorry. we so when the hell so did we sorry. budget so for sorry. that? I did not mean making. I meant we're bringing in the new products. Okay. More new products, but that means it's everything that we have been selling because, like, from the beginning of time till now, well, not the beginning of time, but the beginning of this show, till now, we've been selling the same product, just like back order things. So we're going to be out of stock of our ass candles? Did we sell ass candles? I don't remember selling ass candles. I could have sworn we did. <laughs> I don't remember, but... Yes, that means that the gumballs, the the microwaves... Ah, the blue balls, yeah. The burrito blanket, all of that will be gone from our website. The spinach wrap from hell. <laughs> yes, the spinach wrap from hell. 
they'll all be gone and will be next week um Thursday will be will start us off with new products wait but then what are, what the hell are we selling right now what are everything. we everything what are we without our product we're Drudy and Drudy from QVC, HSN, NBC, ABC, You ever think QVC? That TV show that's such a rip-off of our show? You ever think QVC runs out of stock of their items? I don't we're think so. We're not running out of stock. We're just no longer backing those manufacturers that sell what? through us. Uh, have you confirmed this with Phyllis? Phyllis quit. Have you confirmed this with Jeremy? Jeremy quit. Have you confirmed this with Stephen? Yes. It was Stephen's idea. Well, that's going to be a problem, because Steven's dead. You can't say that on the air! I can say that he's dead. I don't have to say how he's dead. When did he die? Because Approximately I talked to him, I talked 15 to hours and 30 minutes ago. I talked to him The coroner won't be able to tell, because I... Never mind. I'll, okay, I'll tell well, you later well, how I did well, it. Well, we have to backfill Phyllis... We have to backfill Phyllis? That sounds extremely sexual and wrong. <laughs> Let's we not to, backfill Phyllis. We have to rehire someone to take Phyllis's position. We have to hire someone to take Steven's position. And who is the other person? Jeremy. Oh, yeah, Jeremy, yeah. We have to fill his position as well. That means we have to hire three new people and get our products sold and packaged because our entire warehouse quit. This business is terrible. We have a horrible turnover rate right now. Well, it's because of Steven. Steven's an idiot. Well, that's why he's dead. Now, you're saying we're selling all of the products from all of our, our previous commercials. Yes, and it's buy one, get one. Um, same price. You just We prefer you buy two. It's buy one, get one, nothing. So... <laughs> That sounds like a good deal. It's a fantastic deal. I see. You buy, so there's you nothing buy two free. products. You buy two products at full price. There's nothing free because but we free call it we call it a bogo, and we'll give you a little uh, sticker in your package. Do you know what my great great grandmother used there's to say? There's no such thing as a free lunch. No, she used to say free is the same thing as expensive. Your grandmother sounds like a moron. <laughs> what are you talking about? If we sold anything for free, that would be way too much. That'd be asking way too much. It'd be expensive for us no. to sell things for free. No, in general. If I sell a peanut for a million dollars, that's a good deal. If I sell that peanut for free, that's way too much. How are you not understanding our metric system here? Well, I'm, I'm aware that peanuts for a million dollars is extremely cheap. I buy peanuts by the peanut. But, okay, exactly. A million dollars a peanut is great. That's what I'm saying. That's why you have to make $800 million a year. Well, the, we make way over that. Though well, that's that's not enough. What are you talking about? Okay, you know what? I think we're gonna need to. I I still don't understand what what the point point of this was. We're selling everything that we have. But right why would now. we have this commercial if we don't have a new product because fresh off the listen, market? Listen, uh, this goes against everything in our business model. It doesn't though. It does. Listen, our mission statement literally says must have a new her. product fresh I'm off the kill market Trudy. every time. Trudy. What? This episode, this little show we do, we're selling everything so we can hire more warehouse people, so we can fill the position, the three positions that we need to fill, and then we're going to sell the warehouses that we have. Well, only one of them. We have two warehouses. Are we going to sell our souls too, Drudy? You don't have a soul. I know that, but you still do. Are you going to sell your soul? Is this when it's going to happen? 
You've decided? You've signed the contract with Ursula the Sea Witch? No, I didn't sign anything with the Sea Witch. <sighs> okay, well, I guess this is uh, it for our show. Yes. Well, no. I mean, we're coming back next week with a brand new product. I know that. Well, probably. I just feel like it would have been nice Way if you ran this by. expensive. Did we talk about this in our weekly meeting? Yes, you were asleep because you drank too much the night before. Okay, well, you could have at least texted me, uh, like, uh... I did. Did anyone take minutes? Yes. Was it Steven? Yes. Fuck. Okay, well... So, you can know get... I should any, have rambled any... on through his, uh, rummaged through his drawers. So that I could have Listen, been prepared for today's show. I didn't, I didn't know he was dead, so... Um, I didn't know that are, he was taking the minutes. The drawers are still um, intact, and you can look at the minutes later. But um, you can buy all of these products, every product. You listen to the podcast um, of Melissa and Dariana, you'll be able to find them. But we're going to be selling all of them. So get them while you can, while supplies last. If we, to be also honest, if we don't sell all of the products by next week, um, we're gonna burn them. No, they'll still be on the website until they're gone. Oh, well, what the fuck is the point of this? Just saying that once it's out of stock, it's out of stock, and you're right. fucked. Right. Ah, great. Everyone loves hearing that. But we'll be back with brand new, fresh, off the market products like we always do next week. So okay. Until then, sleep well. Eat your broccoli and buy some more products at Black Slash Dreddy. You're such an idiot. Back to the podcast. <laughs> Let me tell y'all something <laughs> that I recently learned about Melissa. <laughs> Before we get back into the into the movie, Melissa. Okay, I don't like roller coasters, so up until this year, I hadn't been on a roller coaster with Melissa. And to be fair, Splash Mountain, I don't feel like is really a roller coaster. It has moments where you're like, oh, it's, it's a roller coaster. It's got but, a couple drops, but it's not like intense, and you can't see. I think when I can see what the roller coaster looks like i can't get my wrap my brain around like i went on the matterhorn when we were in disneyland and it was fine and that's literally a roller coaster but because you can't see the actual track like you can at like cedar point or michigan adventure i just can't get behind those also wooden roller coasters can eat my ass anyway i hate wooden roller coasters they freak me out i will never go on one i only what happens if it breaks i only went on one it's super rickety yeah no thank you I'm Julie Spencer. I'm from Chicago. <laughs> so Melissa and I went on Splash Mountain when we went to Disney World this past this year. <laughs> Melissa has this thing where, like most people on roller coasters, <laughs> feel their heart go to their ass and they scream and and it's great. Melissa screams from the bellows but, of my stomach. But she starts out like everybody does. Yeah, it starts out really high. <laughs> it transforms into a demon child. <laughs> the most death metal screamy so bird. We're on, so we're on Splash <laughs> And we had this idea that we were going to look at each other for the picture. <laughs> because they take a picture of you when you're screaming, whatever. And Melissa, 
<laughs> Melissa's scream is literally. Oh! <laughs> She's like a donkey devil. It's terrible. And so we're on this we're on the Splash Mountain, and I'm literally looking at her, and I can feel my heart start to like float. You know how you can feel your stomach, like everything happens. And I'm trying to look at her and just scream in her face, but instead I met with this devil scream. <laughs> And so the picture is me looking at her and laughing hysterically because I couldn't, I couldn't, for the life of me, I couldn't stop laughing because it happened every drop because <laughs> there's like three drops and every time it was, oh, I said, it's like I cover the entire, my entire vocal range. I start at my highest point and go to my very lowest point. <laughs> when she starts, she's a soprano. Yeah, I start as a soprano, and then my stomach—it's something like something happens where your stomach, you know, floats through your body. It's like what, and for whatever like what reason, I imagine, my body reacts in screaming from the bellows of my stomach. Yeah, it's like what I imagine I would do <laughs> if my scream didn't get cut off. Do you know what I mean? What do you mean? No. What do you mean? So when we're, when we're on like a big drop. Yeah. Like that. I start out high pitched scream and then my voice just cuts out. Oh, okay. And I'm just going like nothing comes <laughs> out. So I imagine that that's what sure, my they voice all would love do. love not being able to see what the fuck you just did. <laughs> just <laughs> silence. <laughs> but I imagine that if my voice didn't if my body didn't cut my scream off that's how i would sound <laughs> like it's almost like your body doesn't know to stop screaming when you get to that point so your... what's hilarious is I, I feel like i'm the only person in the world who does that i feel like no one else screams like that <laughs> I, I think it's a small portion yeah but i don't think you're alone hey if anyone out there listening screams like me on a roller coaster like in a which possessed donkey yeah in which you're like a death metal rock star <laughs> screaming from the lowest points of your body well what's funny is like you hear melissa talking and she doesn't have like a super low voice i mean yeah i guess like i have a lower you're not corpse tone. husband you know what i mean like <laughs> Well, I am when I'm on a roller coaster. <laughs> sir, that's exactly what it is. She goes from crank, crank gameplays to freaking corpse husband. Okay, in two seconds. Let, let's move on to the to the movie. So sorry, guys. I just was rem <laughs> reminded of that. So Lamont Van leaves, and everyone's super sad. And like you said, the math teacher is their coach now. So on, they have their game day coming up. Schlotz finally like talks to his mom and he finally like stands up to her and he's like hey mom or she she ends up asking him something like why do you love basketball why are you running <laughs> and then he gives this whole giant monologue speech about like when i play basketball it I makes feel me whole. feel free <laughs> and she's like oh yes son now i understand it's like That's... okay why didn't you understand that to begin with there's always one parent that sucks it's like Eddie million Eddie's million dollar cook off. It's like what and the fuck? And motocrossed and literally any other Disney. I don't channel. get it. Why is there always Mel a damn parent who's against their child? Freaking Brink had the parent that was against. You got dished, yank beef. You got dished, yank beef. 
<laughs> that's what I'm saying. I know, but I feel like eventually we've got to get to a movie where like both parents are like supportive, right? Uh, like, we still have high school music. Even fucking fantasy movies like Halloween Town. The mom's like, no, I don't want you to be a witch, honey. Now I'm trying <laughs> to like, think. Because I'm Brit- Pixel Perfect has an unsupportive dad as well. Yeah, I, yeah, that's exactly. There's never like a fully supportive family. There's always got to be a parent who's like, no, no, no. Cheetah Girls, there's some unsupportive parents. No, uh, no. Actually. The mom. Which, which she, mom? She's, she does it for a good reason. Raven's mom. I still think she's supportive of her kid's dream, though. She is. That's what I'm saying. So actually, maybe Cheetah Girls is the exception here so far. So the mom finally like is like, okay, I guess I'll support my son. And there was a whole thing that happened, and I don't even remember what the argument was about. It was something like Schlotz was mad about Lamont leaving, and his friend Julie has been coming to all of his games. And something happens where he says something to her, and she's like, fine, I just won't come anymore. Remember that? And I don't even remember what their argument was about. Vaguely. But it clearly wasn't important. I think he probably was saying that they don't have a chance now that they don't have Lamont, and she was like, you're... You can still do this. And he's like, I don't need this from you right now. And he's like, Mir-, she goes, miracles can happen. And he's like, sure, in Prince of Egypt they can. Miracles happen once in a while. <laughs> So, Name that movie. Not you. Oh, um. okay. So then we're in the final game. It's time. It's time to play. And it's raining outside like like a torrential storm is coming. Right? Yeah. So while they're playing this game, they're actually doing fairly well, right? Yeah. They're not doing terribly. They're I not think that they're maybe far like, behind yeah, the Warriors. Well, okay, it's a tournament. Yeah. So, like, they're succeeding. They're doing really well. And right. Warriors are also doing really well. So it's almost like March Madness, you know, like the brackets and all that crap. They they do that, but they ended up getting in, like, the last spot as well as the Warriors. Right. And then during this game, like, they're also, they're maybe, like, two. Well, actually, they're quite a bit behind. They're, like, five or six points off. Yeah. And like, so, it's not impossible to make it up, but also... Yeah, they they are definitely not struggling. in the lead. And then the power... So, actually, I want to start this off with... This is when the movie started veering to a place where I was like, oh, I yeah. don't think so. Oh, yeah. The dance? Yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's unpack that for a minute. Okay, so the game hasn't even started yet, and the the lions come out and do an entire choreographed dance. I don't know about I'm you, sorry. but I have never been to any kind of sports game in which there was a choreographed dance. If there was, if that was a requirement, I think I'd go and watch more sports games. Um, but so like, wait, I have a question for people that actually watch sports. Has that ever happened? Because <laughs> that happens in seventeen again. He randomly starts dancing with the cheerleaders. Yeah, but that's di- uh, that's different. That's just him like showing off in the thing. This is like the entire team had a choreographed dance. Maybe like the Harlem Globetrotters? <laughs> I don't know, but but I just feel like... And it was not a good dance either. No. It, it was very uncomfortable for everyone involved, including Alex D. Lins. Like he did, it looked like he was not comfortable in his own body. Well, most of those kids weren't because they're kids. They well, were all like th- that same age. They're like 14, 15 years old. No one's comfortable in their body at 14, 15. 
That's true. Not really, I don't think. I was too... Uh... I feel like it's fairly rare. So they get done with this choreographed dance. And um, they're like, yeah, let's play ball. I I guess that was their form of like a anthem before the game starts is they the, do this dance number. Was that their warm up? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but they start playing the game and then the lights keep flickering and um the power ends up going out. Yes. Everyone runs outside. I don't know why they all the teams the needed to run out to the generator. But the math teacher <laughs> the math teacher who's their coach, he has like a ruler <laughs> And he's like, ah, the fuel in the generator is only going to last us for, what was it, like 20 minutes or something? 30 minutes, something like that. Yeah, and he's like, once it runs out, there's no power coming back on until the storm's gone. So, but he does some random equation to figure out how much time they have left. Yeah, and while he's doing that, they're all arguing with each other, and he's like, hold on! And he's got like a, a piece of paper, and it's and all a wet. a protractor. It's all wet from the rain. He's like this scribbling. Man's, this man's out here with a metal protractor and a soggy piece of paper. <laughs> trying to save the world as we know it. <laughs> trying to be their Judah He's literally Maccabee. like, yeah, he's trying to be their Judah Maccabee. And they're like, we need Lamont Van. <laughs> so meanwhile, the mother, Schlotz's mom, she's like, I'll be right back. And she drops Julie off at the game. And then she goes to go find Lamont. And Lamont has just left his game where he's, like, signing people's autographs. He's getting in his van, but the van's broken down. And Schlotz's mom comes over. I don't know how she knew where to find him. She asked. Who did she ask? I she don't goes, know that. She goes to, because um, she knows what team he's playing for. Mm-hmm. So she goes to wherever that game was. And there's a guy out there signing autographs, oh. a different football player or basketball player. Who's an actual basketball player. I'm sure. And she goes, where is Lamont Van? <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's he's in the back. He's been back there. So okay. she goes and she finds him. And th- when she finds him, his van, oh, the trusty van, down. is like smoking at the front. You know how cars do in movies. Yes. And then she, this is the stupidest thing. She says something like, you have to come back. And he's like, no, I don't think so. No, she says, <laughs> she asks him why he decided to do this instead of coach. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. I honestly don't remember this conversation. And, I just remember the stupid he, thing that happens afterwards. Yeah, because then he says, if he's doing it for his kid or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, well, what if I said that I would, I could help you get like a full-time job instead of a part-time job at the school? Would and, you come back? And he's like... I don't know. I don't think it would make me enough money. And then randomly she just goes, try starting the car again. And he goes, it's not going to work. And she goes, just try it. After she looks up at the sky. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, she looks. Isn't the hood of his van, the front hood up? Yeah. So she's looking and she goes, just give it one more try. I just have a feeling. It's like, what the fuck is happening? He starts the car, and what is it? Lightning hits the hood of the van, and it starts? No, I'm pretty sure it's just the rain is happening. Okay, so she's just looking up at the sky, and she's like, try it one more time. And then it magically works. I'm not sure what the fuck was supposed to be happening. The Lord in his kindness, he gives (laughs) me what you always wanted. He gives me my van. (laughs) Like, I don't even know. Well, it was very stupid. Uh, apparently, the mom has like superpowers where she can sense when or things she are going t- or to start she working. T- or she's got crazy discipleship powers and can talk to God and is like, hey, can you fix his car real quick? And he's like, yeah. 
Well, anyway, his car is back running, back and running. And then they drive back to the game together. I don't know. I feel no, like... No, the they co- drive to the airport. Oh, they're in the airport? Because he is on his way to the airport to pick up his oh. kid and wife. So the mom goes and gets... But the mom goes and gets the... Gets the, the wife, and, wife kid. and kid so he Got can it. go to the game. Okay. So they split up. Never yeah. mind. But I feel like... They, they arrive didn't, at roughly the same time. And they didn't have a good enough conversation to they like really make up for her being such there was an really, asshole. The redemption <laughs> arc was quite literally, it. like if you were to plot it, it would look like a weird ju- like spike and then back down. Like it's not All she arc. did was say, I'd like to give, get you a full-time job. I feel like she didn't even apologize. And I'll go pick up your kid from the airport. <laughs> and I'm going to look up at the sky until your car works. <laughs> Yeah, she really kind of sucks. So, basically, if the generator runs out, the game ends. So, whoever's in the lead when the power goes out is the winner. Yeah. So, the fuel is so running warriors, out. Warriors, that's like the, the deal that the coach has made. And the Warriors are like ahead by five still. Yeah. So, the Warriors make this whole plan that um, they're, they're basically going to time, time out. out. They call a timeout until the fuel goes out because there's only like two minutes left of the generator. Yeah. And the lions are so mad about this. And there's this whole stupid scene of Schlotz being like, he takes the ball and he's like dribbling it around by himself while everyone's standing there. And he's like, come on, let's play. Let's play. And the warriors are like, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's so And while weird. this is all happening, like the lights are flickering on and off. Yeah, the lights keep flickering on and off. It's stupid. It's really stupid. Like I was crying earlier. What were you crying about? Do you remember? Uh, I think when Schlotz's dad was giving him the apartment. Oh. And like like they had cute conversation, like the two of them. Yeah. About like not feeling like they fit in and, you know, that kind of shit. <laughs> Typical Disney Channel conversation. <laughs> I don't fit in. Okay. I'm not wanted. Well, while, um, Sorry. while Schlotz is dribbling around this ball like an idiot. And the lights are surging. Lamont, the true hero of the story, walks into the our gym. Judah Maccabee. Yeah, our Judah Maccabee. He walks into the gymnasium and then magically, like, lightning strikes the generator. And the math teacher dies because he was right no. next to it and I got wish. electrocuted. Gosh, Disney Channel. We've said it before. I'll say it again. Disney Channel movies would be way better if there was just more murder in them <laughs> and more death. That's all I gotta say. And then the generator starts, you know... Now it's fully powered and charged by this lightning. Could you imagine, though, if you were watching this movie and that happens, the lightning strikes the generator and the teacher just dies. <laughs> you're sitting he there going... He should be dead. He's standing right next but, to it. Could you imagine, in the rain. Could you imagine watching this and that happens and our reaction would be, what? <laughs> we, would both, we would both be like, did that really just happen? Ugh. <laughs> All right. Well, he walks in, and now now everything is better, and the team is recharged. I hate you. <laughs> well, the other thing too is, I think, I think maybe Lamont says this. I can't remember if he says it before or after, or maybe somebody else tells him this. I think maybe it's actually an English te- teacher tells Alex's character that you don't need a Judah Maccabee. The point of a Judah Maccabee is that. Everyone can be their own Judah Maccabee. Mm-hmm. So he's like, Alex, you could be the Judah Maccabee to your team. 
Like it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not that you have to look for somebody that is like that. It's that you should find that those qualities in yourself. Right. You you can be your own Judah Maccabee. Right. So Alex is also trying to figure that out. But I liked I liked that part a lot. Also, somewhere along the line, um, Mrs. Klein like does a one eighty and and is very supportive. Yeah. I don't like it. It happens Fake, phony, when fraud scam. She's in the office with that English teacher who I feel like she acts like he's her boss, even though she's supposed to yeah, be the principal. Yeah, that makes sense. And he's like. Why didn't you try it for fun? And he hands her like a crumpled up piece of paper and he's like, he he tells her to throw it into the basket and I she don't makes remember it. that. You don't remember this whole scene? They have a whole scene where they're throwing this crumpled piece of paper and seeing if they can shoot it into the trash can. And when she does it, she gets all excited. And he's like, oh, see, you understand basketball now. And she's like, yes, I do. Hello? And that was her turning point. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Me. They're, they're Me. like, no apologies being made. Just the stupidest redemption arcs if that's what you want to call them that was me watching american underdog and walking away going i think i understand football when it was really (laughs) i just liked watching zachary levi typing they're so stupid (laughs) so yeah so then they end up winning and the whole school celebrates and then the mom shows up with lamont's wife and son lamont accepts a full-time job Yep, he's now the full-time coach there. Because his knees were too... He's too old. Like, he's, as he was playing, he was realizing that, like, the other guys are jumping higher than him and they're better than him because they're younger. Right. We kind of skipped over that. And then it ends with all of them, like, Lamont's family and Schlotz's family and the mom, like, the mom, the dad, and Julie, they're all playing basketball, like, in an alleyway. <laughs> What's going on at the end of there? Do you remember it's that? It's very Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> the hill sings. <laughs> they're all swimming together. Yeah. It's very... They all start playing basketball. And it doesn't end in a freeze frame, does it? I think it ends in, like, a weird slow-mo shot, though. Probably. Of them playing it basketball. It definitely fades to black. Yeah. And then, then the English teacher or whatever whatever he was teaching in he school, is. he talks about how this all relates to Hanukkah. And that's how it ends. <laughs> I said I would do it. You did say end. you would do it. So, What's your moral of the story, Melissa? I Oh, shit. Jeez. Ch- she just chucked her phone at me. Now she's trying to kill me. Ah, she's got a knife! I'm just kidding. Okay. My moral of the story... <laughs> what the fuck is my moral of the story for this? Do you want me to tell you my moral of the story? Yeah, you go first. Um, You don't have one either. No, I do. It's. I already said it, though. It's the Judah Maccabee thing. Um, You can be your own Judah Maccabee? You can be your own hero. Wh- whoever that Judah Maccabee character is for you and your own life, like... You can be, you can aim to be a light, a positive uh, force in other people's lives. There goes you my don't have hero. to. <laughs> yeah, can you sing that lightly while I'm talking? Watch you, as it goes. you don't have to look for heroes in other there people. You can be the hero, hero yourself. And that's really the true moral of the story is finding the hero in yourself. The hero lies in you. <laughs> Isn't that Mariah Carey? I think it is. I think so. Anyway, um, I still don't know my moral of the story. I guess I'm going to say that my moral of the story is... um, If you can get away with being named the same as your character, do it. No. 
right. my moral of the story is um if you look up in the sky long enough Your something something good is gonna happen most likely mechanically if if you got broken down mechanic dude the next time something happens to my car I'm just going to look up at the sky for a while. Yeah, just sit down on the ground. Oh my gosh, look my up air conditioning is not working. We should try this out tomorrow. Exactly. We'll just have to go right outside the air conditioner outside and look up at the sky for a solid five hours. I'm okay with this. And then it'll magically start working. I'm okay with this. That's what I learned. All right. Well, until next time. <laughs> Hero Life.